Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode is brought to you by HP. When you're working apart from your team, feeling connected can be a challenge. Presenting HP Presence, a more thoughtful, human collaboration technology. With enhanced audio and video features, you can experience more genuine collaboration and feel more connected. Be in the room, from any room, with HP Presence. Learn more at hp.com forward slash presence. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Plug and Play, where I have production value. and It's incredible. Uh, as you can see, what was, screen, that? what was going on? What are you talking about? It's production value. Oh, I, there, it said there was like connection problems. I thought we were like, no, going on, no, man. it was a countdown and then some cowboy audio stuff thrown in there. I don't, I didn't create it. I just, somebody created it and was like here. And I was like, thanks. Uh, and it gives me time to hit the buttons I have to hit after I hit go live so that we can get money because mm-hmm. money is important, which we shouldn't say out loud. But it is. So yeah. send in your super chats so that I can send money to Dane and Brian. Uh, here is Brian brought us at the bottom of your screen. He's too good to type his name in when he joins. And Dane. Oh, no. What I do? And Dane, who insists on going with just Dane. Uh, is, Dane is there Hooper, another one? Athletic. I mean, I know. Did we, I type my name in, Jeff? Did I mess up? It doesn't matter. Everybody knows your face. Yeah. You're good. Everybody knows your face. I like, hair. I like my hair. I think your hair is looking phenomenal. I'm working on, I'm going to grow mine forever because I've been watching the, uh, the last kingdom and all the Danish get warriors have really long hair. So I'm not there yet, but I'm working on it. Thank awesome. you to Mazith. Who's kicked off the super chat party with a $20 contribution to the cause. Uh, Hey Dane, you done with your, uh, the beast yet? The beast is the greatest draft preview of all time. All you have to do is be a member of the athletic and you get it. You about done or what? Getting there. Um, this is the time of year where it's just where you not. Yeah. Well, I, I do and I don't. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, this is, this is the time of the the cycle where it's I'm just pouring through pro day sheets and yeah. you know looking at a defensive ends from Framington College and uh, you don't have people that can do this crap. You don't have a, a staff I, to I go. Am, I'm very. I don't trust people. I'm very, I'm not, I'm not good with that. Like, How old are you your know, kid? I, I know I don't even trust them. Um, <laughs> no, I, I need to know, like, you know, I need to look at these numbers. Cause if I see, okay, if a guy from a division two school that I've never heard of runs a four, three, and he's got a six, seven, three cone, then I got to go find them and watch him. You know, I got to figure out, okay, is this guy, you know, actually legit or not? And so that, that's the part. That's where we are now. Like, obviously, you know, the big name prospects, uh, the guys that are going to go in the first three rounds, four rounds, those guys are done, you know, written up. The reports are finished. But now it's about finding the non-combine guys, the the players that are, you know, looking under it. We're looking under every stone, that type of thing. So it's it's an exhaustive process that, you know, I, I, I make sure there's a reason why people get the beast every year. Yeah, Dane's at 76,000 prospects this year. Brian's probably, what, 150? I just went over 100. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you have questions about 13th round, guys, Dane's got you covered. If you have a question about a top okay. 100 player, we can all help. That's just you know where it goes. You know what's really funny, Jeff? What Dane's talking about doing, there's probably six or seven NFL teams that wouldn't do. They wouldn't look up Farmington <laughs> College and find a guy that ran – 
You know, they would just draft, and then somebody would look at Dane's book in the war room. I've seen it done before. Like, oh, where, who is this guy? We don't have a damn tag for him. Oh, someone goes, oh, according to Dane's uh, The Beast, the kid <laughs> ran 4-3-1, and we, we, you know, do we have a guy there? Nah. So he's doing the work that about seven NFL teams wouldn't do. Well, that's the, really my 172nd corner. There will be a 40 yard dash time verified for for him. So everything in there, th- there will be testing data for every single player in that thing, which I know will be very valuable to a lot of people. Well, I just love I love the idea that like in an NFL building somewhere, t- certainly not at the Star, but somewhere. There's like a guy who pokes his head into a room where some scouts are, and he's like, hey, you guys heard about this kid from Podunk Southwestern College of East Carolina? And yeah. so I got him at a 6-7-3 count and a 4-3-1. And whoever's that area scout looks over his shoulder and goes, I've already done 400 guys. Kiss my ass. Yeah. <laughs> we, ain't, we ain't picking him. <laughs> the, you're, not, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Thank you to Dub V in the super chat and then Kevin Walsh, who kicks it off with our first question of the day. The Cowboys draft John Mechie, Alabama wide receiver, even though that would make two receivers coming off ACL tears. And Dane, is Ed Ingram going to be there for Dallas in the second round if they take a wide receiver in the first? I don't believe in planning your team's season around Michael Gallup missing three games. Um, If John Mechie's ACL is on schedule, I got no problem picking him in the second round. I'll start there. Men? I mean, with with Mechie, and we're probably talking, you might be able to give him a third. Um, I don't know. He he, he might go in the second, but you might be able to give him a third. Uh, And I, yeah, man, with that type of value, I'd be jumping all over that. I mean, Mechie... It's hard to love Mechie, but it's easy to like him. You know, there's nothing about him that just jumps out and says, oh, yeah, this guy's a playmaker. But, I mean, he's he's a very sound route runner. Uh, he, he he will have a few drops here or there, but for the most part, he's just a de- dependable player that you know what you're getting week in, week out. So I, I'm probably not using my – if I'm the Cowboys, I'm probably not using my second-round pick on him just coming off the ACL and everything. But third round, yeah, I, 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 would, I would turn that, that uh, card in. Dane, who would you pick then in the second round if you're a wide receiver? If you know if all the top ones are knocked out, mm-hmm. who do you got that you would say, man? I, okay, I'm not going to go for Mechie, but I'm going to go because John Mashoda with your group with the Athletic in a mock draft picked Mechie at fit, at 56. Is there another yeah. one that you have in mind there? Well, are we are uh, Sky Moore? Are we saying he's off the board? Yeah, he's, he's going to go to Green Bay or Kansas City in the first round, so he'll be off the board. Yeah. Uh, what can I interest you in George Pickens? I think he'll that's, be, I mean, Pickens is, and yeah. maybe, maybe I'm a dumbass. Yeah. But I'm going to be really surprised if either of those guys is available at 56. Yeah. Like, and, I, 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 like George Pickens, Sky Moore, like the tape is too good. And I, I know that Pickens yeah. is coming off of an injury, but like I've told Brian this before, if you told me that you're going to take a pinky toe away from me, unless I can name who's going to have the best NFL career out of these receivers, I would need to name seven names to feel comfortable and Pickens and Moore are both in the group. So I, well, I and, and still, I guess you could have eight or nine guys off the board and none of them be named Pickens or Moore. So but maybe. Let's, let's do it like that. So what, what pick do the Cowboys have in the second round? 56. Eight, uh, 56. Okay. So is it realistic that, okay, Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, 
Drake London, Traylon Burks, Chris Olave, Jahan Dotson, Sky Moore, George Pickens, Christian Watson. So that's nine receivers. Do we really think all nine will be off the board in the first 57 picks? Probably not. So of those nine, at least one, there's a good, there's a decent chance one would be there. And so of I, I think, uh, you know, of those nine, any of them would make sense there for 58. Christian Watson out of that group is the one, well, I'm lower on Jahan Dotson, I think, than most people, but he would still be in my top nine. Watson's the weird one. Yeah. Like hyper-athletic, vertical player, but raw, coming out of a run-first offense. Like, yeah, somebody's going to make him an NFL starter as a rookie, I guess, but I would just be a little bit not as comfortable as I would be with a lot of other guys. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I Brian, I don't know what you think, but I, I'm with Jeff on, on Watson. I mean, I get the talent. He and few players have crushed the pre-draft process like Watson. Uh, I mean, his Senior Bowl performance, then at the combine, and then even his pro day, he was under seven seconds in the three cone at yeah. his size, which is just tremendous. So uh, Watson has been awesome, but yeah, I, I think that it, it kind of reminds me. They're different players, but it reminds me of Denzel Mims when you know a yeah. couple of years ago he had this great pre-draft process and moved up, moved up. We're talking about him as oh, it could go first round. Doesn't go first round. He goes more mid to late second, and he has really done nothing the last two years. And I think you know it's Mims has his own issues. Watson's a different type of player. But it does remind me, a little, there's some similarities there, which is in terms of the buzz and maybe getting cart before the horse with, you know, just where the proper draft value is for a guy like Watson. I'll tell you the one receiver that you guys mentioned that I'm super excited about is Pickens. I, I really am. I, 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 man, I watch him play. And, and, I, and if you go back and watch him play, you know, two years ago, just because you're trying to get an idea. I mean, he is going after these cornerbacks in the SEC that we're all talking about potentially first-round guys. You know, he is – you know, you watch him go against Stingley and making plays on him and stuff, and I'm going, okay, I'm, I'm, he's one of the best corners in the draft. You know, he's going he's, – he's, he's turning – the Auburn kid, he's turning all over the place. You know, I mean, I'm watching him make plays against these big-time corners – and I'm saying, okay, why is nobody talking about this guy? You know, why? What's the problem here? But I, I think somebody's going to get a hell of a player drafting him. I, I think he, it, the 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 way he catches, the route running, the way he finishes on players, run after catch. I mean, he is a mean, nasty player with that ball in his hands. And I, I somebody's going to somebody is going yeah. to take him, and I'm going to whoever takes him, I'm going to go buy their jersey. <laughs> at that team because I love the player that much. Put yeah, put it next to your uh uh who's the running back for Cincinnati? Uh oh Mixon? Yeah, yeah, right next to your Mixon jersey and yeah, a few others that uh, hey, you know how much I love hey, hey, you you know what? My team got in the Super Bowl last year. That's all I have to know about you. That's all you need to know. My team got uh, the Super Bowl. I, 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 I mean, I'm with you on Pickens. I think there there is a boomer bust element there with, with Pickens, I think. you Because know, he has – the talent's there for him to be a number one wide receiver in this league. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think that their, their potential, the traits, they're there. Uh, it's just yeah. a matter of, you know, getting back to pre-injury form and you know just kind of growing up a little bit which is yeah. no guarantee we know so yeah I, i'm with you on pickens I, I i would not be surprised at all if he went top 40 you know i that, mm-hmm. that i think that's a perfectly fine 
draft well, la- a landing spot for him in, in that range. Well, I'm 58 and I need to grow up. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm yeah, okay. but you're not uh, going to. Other yeah, people yeah. have hope. Just to answer the other question about Ed Ingram, um, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if Ed Ingram uh, doesn't go in the first three rounds. I mean, that's okay. possible. Um, I, I think you know uh, it, it. I haven't talked to as many people in the league that are in love with him as some you know some other people on the outside, like like us. Like, we really like him, but oh no, I, 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 I I'm a big Ed Ingram fan. I, yeah, I, no, have I, more, I have more questions about Zion Johnson than I do Ed Ingram. Wow, crazy. I see. Ed Ingram after his combine that worried me a little bit. Like he did not, I did not think he moved right very well. Um, that that worries me a little bit just seeing him up close like that. But I, I liked his tape. I really did. So yeah, he's Ed Ingram's okay. a tough one for me. Maybe Jeff, this direction too, and if you can have since we have Dane on too, this whole thing with like you got guys like the Weidemeyers, you know, with the Hamilton stuff, you know, with all that. I mean. There are guys, their tape is better than how they're working out and stuff like that. And that's the problem I think a lot of guys or a lot of guys and gals that are evaluating this stuff are trying to figure out, like, okay, where do these players really fall? You know, the tape is good enough, but then the workouts and things like that are kind of, you know, a little bit little bit shaky. Little I bit think my, I guess my theory would be, that in real life, the NFL draft is three or four rounds. You're going to have hits on day three, but for the most part, they're going to be misses. So I either need a bunch of picks or like if you love the tape on a guy and you want to fight for him on day three, fine, because most of these guys are going to be misses. Um, but I just like Weidermeyer, if you in real life, if that's your real 40 time and your vertical jump is 25 inches, you're you're not an NFL athlete. Yeah. And so I'm not going to like, you'd be like, Hey, I, I had him in the fourth round though. I'd be like, who are your other fourth round tight ends? And you give them to me and I say, all right, well, that guy runs faster, okay. jumps higher. He's an NFL athlete. Can I, I pick him instead? Brought us on tape. Did you think? That's what no. worries me more than anything is not no. necessarily the number. Yeah. It's the fact that this guy's not working. He's not. Yeah. See, that's uh, what you, I'm saying. You, okay, that's that, and that, should, that should scare the hell out of you. Uh, no, if that's he's... what I'm saying. No, because I'm watching the tape, and Dane. I mean, I and this is not a this is not a slam at you or a pointing the finger, but I know initially in your top fifty, Weidemeyer was in your top fifty. Am I right? In the summer, yeah, he was. Yeah. So see, I mean, I'm just sitting there thinking, like, okay, I trust Dane as a scout. I'm looking at the guy. I see a guy. I see why Dane would put him in the top fifty. I get it. But then you watch, and you have all the the five flat and the the vertical and all that, and he's not working, and there's questions about whether he really cares or not. The tape shows that he's a good player. All the other BS tells you that you probably shouldn't draft him. That's the – Is it BS, the, though? I mean, is it like that – I mean, if No, you, no, no. I just said BS in a way of him, him okay. being BS. Bring him, me right. Jelani Woods or bring me death. Give me a four six that's like a giraffe, except a strong giraffe who likes to run people over. I like He's, I like Otten from Washington yeah. myself. I, I, mean, I think I think both those guys are going to go top one hundred. So yeah, yeah. they're good. All players. right, you guys are uh, really jamming up my super chat line. So both Sorry. of you chill out. The people and I don't appreciate it. Thank you, William, for being here. Gido twenty two wants a third to fifth round offensive line prospect with upside. Preferably a bulldozer. <laughs> a Maybe bulldozer. pull up a board. 
Uh, uh, here. What round is Cole Strange going in, Dane? The Chattanooga third, guy. Third, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't. He doesn't really have upside. I think he is what he is, but what he is is a really good player. So I mean, I think I'd be I'd be all over that. Um, North Carolina's got a guard, uh, Joshua Azuzu, uh, who it could go third, fourth round. Who's not quite a bulldozer, but he's athletic. Uh, he's tough. He finishes. Uh, and I think he's his best football is ahead of him. So watch for this North Carolina kid. I, I, he's got starting potential. And if I get him third, fourth round, I'm feeling good about that. Hey, Dane, what did you have? What did you have with the Schaefer from Georgia? What did you think about him? I liked him. Um, I, I have him in the fourth. Uh, yeah. I, I think he's a guy that is you know power based, but he moves fairly well. He's not a slug. So yeah. you know, I, I think that. I don't like him as a top 100 pick, but I think once you get to the day three, okay, I think it's it's fair game because he has some. There's some tape that you watch and you think, okay, yeah, this that that could uh, you know, push for a starting job. I mean, he, okay, he's a guy that's, that's gonna that's, he's gonna that's play. a bulldozer guy to me. I, yeah, sure. I watch him play. He's six four. He's three fourteen. Yeah. And, he, and, he, and, he, and he's he's the starting left guard at Georgia. And you watch him play against Michigan and Alabama, and he is knocking people off the ball. I mean, knocking people off the ball. So if you're looking for that kind of a guy, that's why I mentioned uh, Justin Schaefer from uh, from Georgia. Alec Ventura is dropping massive bombs in the Super Chat. We appreciate yeah. that. And he said, uh, well, he's talking to me, excuse me, uh, big follow of mine from Massachusetts. I just want to know if you guys, if uh, Traylon Burks would be a, quote, Lamb or Parsons, considering how much they love receivers and because he's from Arkansas. Where Jerry said, "Oh yeah, we gonna take an O line early. Oh, oh, oh yeah, unless there's a Lamb or a Parsons." I Burks being available at twenty four, I don't think would be shocking, would it? No, I'd call it fifty fifty. Yeah, uh, I think with Burks, like part of the part of his evaluation is what where do you see him playing? Is he a slot? Do you think he's a, he's going to be an X? Like where? What do you see with Traylon Burks besides it's just a really talented player? What and, if my know, answer is sure? Isn't that, isn't that like the intrigue Cowboys, about him? That but I, I think I mean that that's and that's great. But if you're drafting a player in the first round, you need to have a little bit better of an answer than that. You know, in terms of what's your plan for him, it's it's not just let's show up to camp and see what happens. You know, and I, I think that that's part of the concern with Burks is you're just not sure. Can he become an X? Maybe. Is he going to be a slot only? Maybe. Uh, you know, is he going to be? Do you want to? Do you have to use him as kind of a Debo Samuel esque player, where put him in the backfield, use sure. him, at, you know, use him across the formation. So I just think before you draft him, you just have to have a, an idea of how he fits into your offense. And as long and, and as long as you do, heck yeah, draft him top twenty five, and you're getting a good player. Bobby McKay wants to know, he said all this talk about, and I don't know that there's a lot of talk about this, but I think this is Mike Tannenbaum's fault. He created a Cowboys topic today because he did a mock draft Uh-oh. of what he would do as a GM do do? team. And Derek Stingley went number 24 to Dallas. Mm. So he said all this talk about Stingley being there at 24. If Zion Johnson, Kenyon Green, and a top wide receiver is there, what will Dallas do? I don't want the cornerback. He's always hurt. Love the show. That's fair. Corner is such a premier position, and Stingley is potentially such a premier player. 
in a premier position that I would probably take him over the guards. Uh, but I would acknowledge while doing it that like, Hey guys, I'm more confident in what I'm going to get from either Zion Johnson or Kenyon green. But, um, if Stingley is what he looked like he was going to be when he was 18, Holy crap. Yeah. First off, those that are waiting on the beast, you can blame Stingley because waiting on his workout on April 6th, uh, that's that's gotta be in there. Yeah. That's, that's a big, that's a big deal. See how he does. Um, so I, I, I'm with you. I, I think the biggest thing with him is, yeah, do you, how much do you question the toughness in, in terms of being able to stay on the field and, and fight through injuries and you just be a guy you can rely on? Because uh, if, you, if you think you can, then heck yeah, that's a steal at 24. But that's just – it's a big, big if. You know, a lot of teams are going to feel uh, differently about, uh, about Stingley and just where they feel comfortable drafting him. Nathan Neal, could you see the Cowboys trading for a wide receiver to play the third wide receiver role? Late round pick for Brandon Cooks or someone similar in value maybe? I do think that's turned into like, I love day three picks, even as the guy who just said that for the most part, it's a three to four round event. Because uh, if you tell me, hey, I'm going to pick this guy in the fifth round, I'm going to tell you, odds are he's not going to be an NFL starter. But if you tell me, hey, I've got six picks on day three, I'd be like, I bet you're going to find one, maybe two. So it's just, it's sort of an odds thing, but any single day three pick for an NFL starter, I think that is a market inefficiency in the NFL still. Flip it, flip yeah. it immediately. What And for the Cowboys, whether it's a wide receiver or for uh, filling left guard before the draft, if there is a team out there that has a version of Robert Quinn that plays left guard, that's, 32 years old, last year of a contract, rebuilding team, flip them a fifth-round pick, and you have a starting left guard. Do it. And I think too many teams don't. And no, it's the op- It'd be on the opposite end of Amari Cooper, you know? It'd be you're giving up a, a day-three pick for a good player, and, you know, there's – because you know, like you said, there's, there's a reason why the team's ready to unload them. It could be money. It could be age. It could be, you know, whatever. But, yeah, that's – uh, we've seen it a, a lot of times. A lot of smart teams uh, do that. Uh, I, I surprise, you know, the Buccaneers trading for Shaq Mason uh, from the Patriots. They, uh, that only took a fifth round pick. So, yeah. you know, it's that it, uh, there, there are situations out there where you could find value for sure. Wet bandit. Appreciate you being in the super chat. Your beast T cell with the question. What are y'all's thoughts on David Bell 56 or 88? And this is going to be another wider Meyer for me. And Brian's going to hate me for it. But if you test slow and you're small at wide receiver, I'm going to put you behind a whole bunch of other names. Like like the tape, third or fourth round on tape, and now you are small and slow. Well, you move down. Hey, let me well, ask you. I, would, I wouldn't want him at 88. I, he was slow on tape, though, I thought. I mean, you know, like I don't yeah. – uh, I, 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 to me, that was the the, the big – my big hang-up with David Bell on tape and – uh, why, you know, he was a guy that never, I never even considered for like a top 50 or anything like that yeah. because he's just not an explosive athlete and not at all. But he's a good receiver. He's a good player. And I, 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 I would bet if, if, you know, if you had to tell me it's either, does he go day two or day three? I think there's a better chance he goes day two, even with that four, seven, one that he ran yesterday at the pro day. Um, I mean, he was when the four, six is four, six, five, I think at the, at the combine, Speed's not his thing. That's not how he wins. Um, but I still think he's a good player, and I still think he's going to go somewhere on day two. Uh, 
So I, I do think in the third round, he's someone that, you know, is at least probably going to be part of the conversation. Andrew Cifuentes. If Jackson Smith and Jigba is in this draft class, is he the first receiver off the board? And I don't have an answer for it because I haven't studied him. I just know that he kicked ass at Ohio State last year. Yeah. Are, are you that it, far ahead of it? Do you stay far enough ahead of it where you're like, oh, yeah, I could rank him? No, but, I mean, obviously you can't help. When you scout a team like Ohio State, you can't help and, you know, yeah. see him quite a bit. Um, and he's awesome. Um, I don't think he'd be the top receiver in this class. Um, at least, you know, not for me. I think he's really good. Um, but I don't think he was the best player on Ohio, or best wide receiver on Ohio State's roster last year. So stats say he was, Dane. It, cool. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> Tate, Tate told me otherwise. And, and, and Jigba's awesome. I mean, and Jigba's the reason that Jamison Williams, you know, packed up his bags and left Columbus. So, I mean, he's a really good player. Uh, but it's, you know, I, I think he, he'd be in that mix for uh, – because I, I don't think he's going to run just this crazy time. He's not a big guy. Uh, I mean, he basically operates a lot out of the slot, and they all, he just kills the team's defenses over the middle of the field. He's really good. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think he'd be a top-ten pick in this draft. So, But, you know, who knows? A year from now, after C.J. Stroud and uh, Smith and Jigba just tear it up uh, next year in Columbus, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll feel differently. Jeffrey Fisher, thank you for being here. James Reader, heard you guys talking about a draft book you're going to drop. When's that expected to drop? Uh, you have to wait until Derek Stingley works out on April 6th. And Dane has That's every it. piece of information on every random person that plays at any college. We're down so, to yeah. a, we're down to a week. So remember, all you need is your athletic subscription. As long as you're subscribed to the athletic, uh, and I think we got like a dollar a month deal now. So mm-hmm. I mean, you could get it for a dollar. Just you need, no, to be a better co- you need to be a better company, man, and be more sure about what that offer is, you know? Yeah, you, I think so. you think. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Vaughn, just go- wants, yeah. Vaughn wants to know, what are your thoughts on Cade Mays and Reed Blankenship? I don't know who they are. They sound like kickers. <laughs> uh, no, Cade, Cade Mays. Cade Mays might be an He is. Good job. Uh, yeah. He went to Georgia, transferred to Tennessee, uh, he's tackle guard. I think he's got a little bit of versatility there with, uh, you know, what he can do for you. Uh, he plays really tall, uh, you know, six, five and, and he plays like it. And I don't, I don't love his body control to really recover. And, but I, I think if you, he's in a, if you put him in like a power scheme where you can use that physicality, uh, especially in the run game, uh, cause I think he's a really strong player. So, you know, kick him inside the guard, I think he's probably more of a backup level player, day three pick. Um, but you know, he, he's a draftable player. Uh, well, yeah, Blankenship. Uh, I, 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 I was never a big fan. He's got really good resume in terms of ball production. Tested fairly well at, at Middle Tennessee State's pro day because uh, I just actually just wrote him up the other day. I think he was in the four five ones. Uh, not bad for a safety. So I, to me, Blankenship is a PFA. Uh, but I wouldn't be shocked if he snuck into the later rounds. I think Dane's absolutely right about Cade Mays. I was kind of thinking there was going to be something better there. People were kind of talking about him. and But I, I couldn't get over the fact that how many times people knocked him on the ground. You know, and I think Dane's absolutely right. In my notes, I was talking about how straight-legged he is. And it's hard yep. for him to move when he's that straight-legged. And I, I didn't I, – I, I just didn't think he was a very good athlete. And I thought that, you know, there – when I saw guys just kind of – 
bullying him. I'm like, why would I want this guy? I was watching the Florida and Mississippi game, and and he didn't play well in either one of those games at right tackle there for the ball. So I wasn't impressed with him as as well. Medvet, we're going to move up the draft board a little bit. He says, explain Drake London. That's the USC receiver. He said he looks like a big guy who goes up and gets the ball but lacks athleticism. He had some Des-looking traits to me. Drake London for me is – it's weird because his physical profile is kind of rare in the NFL. He's like, to me, he's, did he get to 6'5", 6'4", 6'5", whatever? He's 6'4", 219. 6'3", uh, and 7 eighths is the exact, yeah. Okay. And, like, he he moves in terms of foot quickness. He moves better than you would expect someone that size. Mm-hmm. Like, he can go up and get the ball. He has surprising quickness for a six foot four receiver. He's full size. He's a handful after the catch. I could totally see having him as wide receiver one. It's just something about that profile not looking like I'm used to that makes me a little bit hesitant. So I think for me, he's wide receiver three or four, just because he's different. That's yeah. it's a it's a weird profile. It is. I mean, there's not a real apples to apples comp in the NFL that I, I, that I love. I don't, for me, at least, I don't, uh, do you guys have a good comp that you, that you, like I heard Mike Evans, Mike Evans, Mike Evans. He doesn't yeah. look like Mike he's, Evans. He's not Mike Evans. You know, Mike Evans is a vertical uh, receiver. He's going to win down I, the field and he's just not that. I, I, I compared him and this is, I thought I was watching Adam Thielen play at six, two, two Oh one is what I thought. Okay. I thought when you talk about a guy that kind of the ball is always going, look at the number of targets he has in the game. This guy has like 13 targets in a game. I mean, oh, they're throwing the ball to him. And I, I kept thinking, damn, I'm watching Adam Thielen play for the Vikings. They just keep throwing the ball, throwing the ball. And he's not really – he's making spectacular plays. He's not really getting away from anybody. Uh, you know, he's going up and getting the ball. You know, he's catching everything. You know, the ball's behind him. I Seriously, I'm thinking, this, he's, this guy's Adam Thielen, the way he plays. I mean, he's just like a bigger version of that. And I – it's probably not the best comparison, but that's kind of what I was thinking. Because Adam Thielen, if you watch him play for the Vikings, everything is kind of like on the move and down a little bit down the field and inside. And, you know, they don't throw him screens and stuff. I mean, it's all kind of just what it is. And I, 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 the kid's a hell of a player. I mean, because that oh, yeah. the quarterback situation at USC, they should have a quarterback that's leading them to national championships. They it do now. Like they always have a quarterback that they're trying to replace. They you got know? one now. They got one now. Well, maybe they do. And then, you know, we'll Lincoln see. Tone. I mean, but I kind of feel like, though, to me, this kid makes a ton of plays, you know, and it's there's something to that. Where there's, I don't think oh, he's yeah. wide receiver one, but I don't think he's too far away from, I think he's in that, that two, three, four range for sure. He, he's my wide receiver three. And I think that all the basketball, cause you know, he played basketball at USC, all yeah. the basketball cliches with wide receivers, they fit, you know, he plays above the rim. He, he, the way he boxes out, like all that stuff, it fits him. Like that's how he plays the game. And he does not lack athleticism. I mean, he is a good athlete, especially at that size. Uh, he's another one that is supposed to work out next week. Uh, he's I think He's the fifth and Stingley's the sixth. So those two workouts are going to be big just to see these guys uh, you're both coming off major injury, see how they move, uh, you know, could could really, uh, you know, 
hopefully uh, maybe define their scouting reports a little bit more. So, uh, you know, he's a good player. Gito 22, what first-round player gets a C.D. Lamb-like reaction from you guys? And, Dane, I don't know how you reacted when the Cowboys drafted C.D. Lamb, but I know how Brian and I reacted because it lives on the Internet, and we were very happy. (laughs) I'm trying to think, is there – because in my mind, I'm preparing myself for a guard to be picked 24th overall. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there is a name that – I got one for you. George Karloftis made it. I think yeah. I would be excited. Who you got? I, 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 I Sky Moore. Duh. Come on well, now. Sky Moore would be yeah for you. If they took Dean from Georgia, I would love that. I'd be shocked, but I, I would be happy shocked. And a lot of people would be like the small slow guy, and I'd be yeah. like, yeah, that one. Watch yeah. him play. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if they'd take a five eleven linebacker like that. I should. That would be one of those ones where I would I would be like, man, I can't believe they did this. I can't believe, but I would say that in a good way. I, I think that I, kid's that kid's super smart. He's super tough. He makes every single tackle. Everybody talks about him like one of the best interviews at the combine with the teams was this guy. You know, there's a lot to like about this football player. I would be. I don't think they're. I, I've kind of eliminated linebacker out of my out of my view now. You know. And if they take green or, or you know, Lindenbaum, I would be, I'd be happy that's, about that one. That's what I, that's what I was gonna say is Linderbaum. Uh, yeah. I, I it's just because I don't think it's gonna happen, but I, it'd be awesome to see Linderbaum playing next to Zach Martin for the next how many years? Like that, that'd just be a lot of fun. Just to see if like they play against Jordan Davis to see if Tyler can get to touch him if he can reach <laughs> his chest. Have you ever seen a player with more? deficiencies play as well as he does um physical sh- deficiency yeah He's been Kobe sh- Dean on o-line <laughs> yeah i'm sure we can come up with someone like uh uh who's that guy out of pit a couple years ago oh aaron donald yeah that's aaron, right yeah uh, exactly <laughs> yeah you know i mean Marcus landry he probably had like the worst combine ever carved yeah. out a pretty good career four sevens um yeah it's I, linderbaum just a really good player but i you do see on tape there are as a run blocker. I mean, gosh, gosh he is a, he's an ass kicker. But there are times in pass pro where sure. you know it's it just it's just you know yeah. uh, it it comes down to angles and length, and there will just be guys that can reach him before he can reach them, and so it's it makes it tough because he's a good player, and I I don't people shouldn't be shocked if he's still available in, in round two. Put it that way. Mm. What an evil man you are. Kobe Dean and Tyler Linderbaum are going to go home after round one and be like, man, we're really good at this sport. I don't know why nobody likes us. And then somebody on day yeah. two will get a really good player. Uh, Dean's supposed to work out the 13th of April. So we'll see. Hopefully he does. He he said it, it was the knee, I believe, um, is why he has not worked out yet. So uh, He's not going like, to run slow. He's not a slow player. No, He's not going to run slow, and he's no. not going to have a slow short shuttle because my notes are full of can run – and as a blitzer, guards oh, yeah. and centers are up S Creek because he's just whoop, whoop, and there's nothing you can do about it. He's just not a, a long, a tall, long player. I mean, size, it's more size than anything else with, uh, yeah, with him. Mance, are the linemen Dallas could get at 24 on par with Martin, Rashawn Slater, Panay Sewell? Just joined, so sorry if you already covered this. I'm going to say no, no, and no. Like Zach, Zach Martin was a top 10 player in that draft. He just happened to be a guy that was going to be a guard. 
Rashawn Slater was my OT one last year. So ha 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 world. Um, he's a freaking Slater would be my OT one in this draft as well. Yeah. And Sewell would be OT two. Um, so my answer, my short answer would be no. I don't think the guy that you're going to pick at 24 is any of them, nor does he have to be, because that might be three all pros. Yeah, right. That's I think it's unrealistic to think you're getting an a, a, an all pro there. But with that said, I think Zion Johnson. I he's I think he's one of the best offensive players in this draft. I mean, if you get him at 24, I think you're getting a really good player who. Not I, now, I, Brian. Hater. It's, uh, with Zion Johnson, it's kind of like this is Jermaine Johnson um, conversation. Um, with Zion, like I, I'm just I run out of reasons why not to like him. I mean, he's athletic. He crushed the combine. Uh, it really, really sustainer in the draft. Really, really smart. He's strong. Um, I, I mean, I just I run out of. I, I'm looking at my notes. I'm just like, okay, why shouldn't he be a top? 25 pick why shouldn't he be a top 20 pick and so i'd be i mean i think you're getting a really good player there to get position versus you have him you have him over green yes i do okay yeah i i and i like green um i but i i do give the edge to, to zion johnson and you know maybe part of that is just seeing seeing him up close and personal at the at the senior bowl and you know seeing him kick ass or um just being really like, and, and I am guilty of this. You know, when when you talk to a player and you're just blown away by, you know, he's telling you what the right tackle is supposed to be doing on any given play. You know, like he's just a, such a smart player that, uh, you know, I, I so that can influence you a little bit, and I, it might be with me because that's that's how it is. Trent McDuffie at corner is just one of the smartest corners I've ever talked to at this level of their, uh, you know, career, and so I'm really high on Trent McDuffie. So. You know, I, maybe that's a little bit of that in there baked in for me with Zion Johnson. But, yeah, I think he's the best uh, best guard in this draft. Formula dropping in with a hundo bomb. What a monster in the Damn. super chat. Uh, he said, party at Jeff's and pool fund, because we do have a pool to pay off. Uh, quitting your job while you have a pool payment, not the best idea. Uh, and now I have to make a repair because I stepped on the table that's in the pool. Because I saw the guys who built the pool stepping on it all the time to step to the next place, but I guess they were stepping in the middle, and I've been very abusive to that table. And the other night when I was standing on it, it went, <laughs> and I was like, "Uh oh." So, if anybody out there knows like a concrete guy, or if I could just duct tape it, you guys just let me know. Thanks. Gorilla glue. Yeah, gorilla uh, flex seal. Flex seal is good. Yeah, twisted luck. Appreciate you in the super chat, Tarvis. You guys are wonderful. Wet bandit taking a guard in the first round is dumb drafting. Only one first round guard was on the roster of the Super Bowl team since 2010. Most are third to seventh round picks. Hey, did you know that most players aren't first round picks? So whatever roster you look at, most of their players that are starters aren't going to be first round picks. Um, I do Whitney think it's pretty good. Hey, when you're picking at 24, Zach Martin's pretty good. You got to let the you got to let the board fall to you. You know, you can't. Especially when you're picking at a, a, you know, 24, I don't, I don't think that, you know, it, it, that might be true if you're picking top 15, like picking a guard that early. But at 24, I don't know. I mean, take the best player. If that's a guard, so be it. Well, I think that's the balance of the draft. We're like, sure, positional value exists, and it's a real thing. It's why when mm-hmm. we're watching the draft, you are going to see corners, wide receivers, offensive tackles, and edges as like nine of the first ten picks. It's going to be the valuable positions. But when I get to 24, do I want to take, if he's available, the best guard on my board, or do I want to take the eighth best edge? 
Right. You want the position value? It's a better chance that your position value guy you just picked is going to suck. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's part of the conversation. And that's why the top 10 is going to have four edge guys in it. And I like, I like what Anthony said there that Kentucky centers a day one starter. I think Fortner, yeah. I think he's a good player, man. Dane, have you he's talked right. about, have you seen much about him? Oh, yeah. No, he's awesome. I mean, he's. I he's a top 100 player in my opinion. Um, okay. So I, I, I just, didn't miss that guy. This center class is. You haven't missed anybody yet, Brian. Yeah, exactly. Yet. You can't no, be this, wrong hey, yet. This center class is sneaky awesome. I mean, Linderbaum at the top, yeah. and then I'm 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 still a big Dylan Parham fan from Memphis. Luke sure. Fortner, Cole Strange, Cam Jurgens from Nebraska. Five guys right there that should be starters in the league. Uh, Zach Tom from Wake Forest is a good player. Uh, and there's a few more that are going to be drafted. So this is a sneaky good draft for centers. Maury's music. Can we package late round picks and take two of the top 10 offensive linemen? Thanks for all you guys do. We can easily take one of the 10 top offensive linemen at 24. One, two, three, four. You'll have, I think, at least four, maybe five first round tackles. How high do you want to go? Yeah. Um, where's where's Penning going to go, Dane? Top fifteen, yeah, probably. I, I he could go top seven easily. I, I I still think there's a good chance he goes that high. Wow, I think they'll regret it. Um, I shouldn't say that. I don't want to root against anybody. Uh, go get him, Penning. He's just the one guy that I don't think the tape says that. But it's fun to watch him beat the crap out of people. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. WM Tyler Dallas, Kyle Hamilton, and a Mike Nolan defense scares me. Kyle Hamilton in a Dan Quinn defense should scare everyone else. Am mm. I wrong? I think Kyle Hamilton would be great for the Cowboys, but the guy who does what Kyle Hamilton would do for the Cowboys just signed a two-year deal for $11 million. And people got so mad at me for using that as a comp where it was like, well, Jaron curse was one of the better down safeties in the league this year. And that's going to be Kyle Hamilton's role. Mm-hmm. If you think Kyle Hamilton's going to go cover a slot and play man or be a middle of the field, deep safety. I think you're wrong. I think he'll make a lot of plays going forward. And I think his length plays really well in the underneath and his tackle radius is huge. And there's lots of things to like, but he don't fit here. You already have him. A lot of teams are going to say that I, I, people, I, I I don't know. I, I, I think there's a disconnect in terms of where, People think Kyle Hamilton's going to go and where he's actually going to go. Um, you know, he's, you think he gets to 24, Dane? I don't think he, I don't think he lasts that that long, but I – James range? Yeah, and I, think the, I think the betting is over under like six or eight or something. Like I'd be smashing the over on that all day just because – I mean, may, like maybe he could go to the Falcons. I think that's where I put him in my last mock, uh, just the Falcons, you know, have shown they just want to get better on the roster, you know, that – Kyle Hamilton's maybe this year's version of like a Kyle Pitts where you're not going to take a tight end that early unless it's Kyle Pitts. Well, you're not going to take a safety that early unless it's Kyle Hamilton, but you have to have a, a plan for Hamilton. Cause you know, along the lines of what Jeff is saying, he's just a different, different cat. Uh, and I, I think he can play uh, a little bit deep as more of a, uh, you know, cause he is so smart and he's got, he, he's got range to him, but yeah, he's at his best when he's working downhill, he can read, he can sort and he can just go. And I mean, he has, he, he ran, uh, you know, I, 
he ran slower at his pro day, uh, which is weird than his com than the combine. He's well, not a. I heard a what burner. happened. Combine was a fast track this year. It I mean, was. David, it was, David yeah. Bell ran worse too. Yep. I heard. I heard what happened to Hamilton about why he ran slow. This is what I What's was that? told. He quit. He went home after the combine and didn't do anything. He hasn't done anything since the combine. That's not a good and, plan. And that and and just and and took so it's been what three hmm. weeks on the combine now, two weeks in the combine. That'd be really. I mean, that surprises me because he's. I mean, that's he's no- that's what I was told that that he went home. Is he from Atlanta, Georgia, maybe? Yeah, yeah he is. And he went home and hasn't done any. He didn't do anything the last three weeks. Is what that's I was a terrible told. plan. That's what. That's what I was told. That that sounds nothing like him. So that that would surprise me. Huh. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Formula, are you guys going to be on Cowboys draft for all three days of the draft like always? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, oh, Dane's I not, know that. I'm not. I'm out. Yeah. See ya. If I, were a, if I were a betting man, I would bet I'm on day one of the Cowboys on the Cowboys.com and yeah. maybe not day two and three. <laughs> we'll see. I bet Brian's on. I bet I'm on Brian. day two and day three. You quit on day one? You know, you know the drill, boys, right? Yep. Uh, Brandon, Brandon Smith, Penn State linebacker, watching the show. I guess. Do you guys see the Commanders taking Troy Anderson at number eleven? Since they need a middle linebacker, bad. I don't see them taking Troy Anderson at number, maybe with the eleventh pick in the third or fourth round. But actually, I, he had a great combine. Is there any chance Troy Anderson is like a top fifty or so pick? Yeah. I could see him going second round. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a freak athlete and you know, there's just a lot you think you can do with him. So um, I, I think he's probably he's somewhere in the top 75, I think. So I, I think top 50 is not out of the realm of possibility. I, I, the commanders are interesting at 11. Um, you know, they could go in a lot of different directions. I think wide receiver is one that really stands out. Uh, maybe go back to that Ohio state. Well uh, with uh, Wilson or Olave and, just go with that all Ohio State wide receiver depth chart with uh, McLaurin and Curtis Samuel, and I, 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 you know, it's not exactly what you want to see in the division if you're the Cowboys, but I think the Commanders they, they want to get better at receiver, more explosive plays, so they, they might be doing that at eleven. Carson Wentz is throwing for them. I'm fine. Yeah, I was going to ask Dan real quick. Is, do you see him taking a quarterback there? Maybe could they take Willis? I'd be shocked. I don't. I don't think that. I, I don't think you give up that many, that much draft capital if you're planning on taking a quarterback in the first round, anyways. I mean, you you mm-hmm. stick with Taylor Heineke as your you know your bridge, and you, you know I they think they can win Carson Wentz. Wentz. I mean, they just picked up Carson Wentz. I mean, isn't that that's what I'm saying? You don't give up yeah. that kind of draft capital for yeah. Carson Wentz if you're going to use your first round pick on a quarterback. So sure. you know you you stick with Taylor or you know with one of these other you know Heineke or one of these other guys as your bridge to bring along Pickett or whoever you end up drafting at 11. So I, I don't think so. I think it's going to be um, wide receiver. Uh, they, they need a linebacker. So yeah, I, I think, I think 11 is the spot where we could see that trade, you know, Steelers going from 20 going up to 11 to get a quarterback uh, watch for the saints that I've been, I, I've been yeah. keep hearing the saints as a team that's been calling, trying to get up. Uh, so I Steelers and saints watch those two teams at 11. What a blessing for the Cowboys that a quarterback who was kind of dead in the water in Philly, and then one of his old coaches was like, I can fix him, and traded a bunch for him. And then a year later was like, guys, get him out of here. (laughs) And another team is going to be like, he's our answer, though. 
we don't need to be looking for a quarterback. That's a blessing. Shout out to Washington. Uh, Gito says, give me a Quinn guy any round. <laughs> okay. Well, define what a Quinn guy is. Long corner, long defensive lineman, fast, maybe long underneath player. Um, well, he, he worked out. He worked out our Sam Williams from Ole Miss. I yeah. Mean, he, he was part of the Sam Williams. You know, maybe if you're a Cowboy fan, you're probably thinking, Dave, where do you have Sam Williams on your board? Third round? Yeah, third. He, he'd be in the third. I mean, he's, I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas took him at fifty-six. I wouldn't. I, that wouldn't shock me because I think I think Quinn has got that kind of influence in that room now. I really do. There, there there's baggage. There's baggage there. So I think if you're comfortable with the person and the background and everything, then I yeah, day two is probably where he should go. So that that that's an interesting one with with Williams because again, there, there's baggage there. So it's not a, it's not a clean evaluation. Or I should say it's not a clean projection. I guess you're not really in the market for a corner too heavily unless it fell in your lap. But I was trying to see if I could find like a Dan Quinn corner, and I was I, thinking maybe Andrew Booth. Um, what about the, the uh, kid from Fayetteville, uh, yeah, Joshua yeah, Williams? Yeah, Fayetteville's Joshua Williams. Yeah, six three. Yeah, uh, I mean he's yeah he, he's a tall, long corner. So I think he, he's got some speed. He's probably going to cost you a. Uh, a third round pick. So I, I think that's someone that, that could possibly make some sense. Cobra casts. Is there any player with top 50 tape you would completely take off your board for physical off field style or scheme reasons? If you were a GM, well, the, you know, what, what's going to happen with the LSU linebacker, you know, with the, the spinal surgery and stuff. I mean, uh, if Clark, yeah, he might, people, he might he might not get drafted. I mean, it's that's what I'm saying. I mean, no. that 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 might be right there. You're not going to have him for a whole. You know, you're not going to have him for a year, so he might not get drafted at all. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to say because if if I have a problem with a player, then he's not in my top fifty to, to begin with. So it's hard to kind well, of, and also too that there's a player with Anderson at Georgia that's a oh, yeah really I, good player. If you want to guy. He's a first round pick on talent, yeah. But yeah. I mean, he's he's literally waiting at home, waiting, wait, waiting to find out if he's going to be charged for rape or not. So, yeah. you know, it 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 it, re- it reminds me a lot of Leo Collins' situation, where sure. not apples to apples, but kind of similar in terms of you can't really touch Adam Anderson in terms of drafting him um, until there's some type of resolution to his situation. And so, if we don't have that before the draft, he's going undrafted. But then in May, if it finds out he's cleared of any charges. Then all of a sudden, you know, he's there's going to be a lot of teams blowing up his phone saying, hey, come play for us. So, yeah, the Adam Anderson situation is something to watch because he would be if he were, you know, no. And I, talking to people at the Georgia program, they were kind of caught off guard by this because, you know, he's a they say he's a good kid and all that. So, I mean, time will tell how that all shakes out. I, I have no idea how it will. Um, but if say he is, um, you know, he or say there were no issues going on, he would be a top 25 player in this draft. We'd be talking about another Georgia defender uh, in that first round. With an interior O-line that struggled with power, this is from Preston, is Linderbaum a bad fit for Dallas? Still leaves a massive hole at left guard. I don't think Linderbaum struggles with power, honestly. As long as he can reach you. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. when you're talking about his – when people might be hearing power, I think what they're hearing is you're actually just talking about pass pro where a guy is bigger, not 
but and quad power, but you can't touch me before I touch you. That can be a problem. Watch Tyler Linderbaum run block. He beats the crap out of people. He does. And then, he, and then he's done with you, and he moves on to your teammate on the same play, and he's going to yeah. kick his ass. I'll tell you, the, the, guy, the guy that plays with some power, again, I mentioned that Kentucky, the Fortner guy, because I watched him play against Georgia, and he held his own against those big old guys inside. Yeah. He really, really did. And, I mean, you watch those kids play against other centers, and they're just ragdolling guys. But, you know, the Kentucky center did a good job of hanging in there. If you, oh, want a powerful, uh, if you want a powerful center. To the previous question about a player in the top 50 that you wouldn't take, um, I the the kid that's going to go top 50, the Tulsa offensive lineman, like he would scare me in the top 50. Uh, Tyler Smith? Right, because of why, just, why? just how just how well, Why would you take him in the top 50? I don't know. Oh, well, because, you know, you're betting on what he's going to look like three years from now. Uh, you know, it's it's a projection. Um, Let somebody else be a hero. Yeah, Boye Mafe from Minnesota kind of falls in that category a little bit for me too. I think he's a good player, but I mean the the or you know the price tag for where he's probably going to go, where you'd have to draft him, is just a little high for you know what I think he's what he's worth. I think he's a good player, but I, I, there's issues in the run game. Um, he wasn't this you know the sack artist in college. You know he didn't dominate the competition like you want to see out of a first round pick. So, like, Boye Mafe, there's a good chance he goes somewhere in the first round, which is just a little too rich for my blood. That is going to lead me to a follow-up because I'm looking at my edge guys on my board. And what order do you put these guys in and with how much confidence when you're talking about Ebicady at Penn State, Benito at OU, Mm -hmm. Inigbare at South Carolina. I have Logan Hall here as an edge. Mafe and then Sam Williams. Do you have a definitive order on those or how many of them are close? So I'm a big Logan Hall fan. um, But, you know, I I just, I I really struggle with what to do with him because, you know, he is such a different dude. Like he's, he's so much different than like an Ebiketti. And what he offers, and like, he's a giant edge, or he's a tiny DT, or yeah. And and talking to him at the combine, he said he wants to play three technique. Like that's that's his favorite. I I think that's his best. I think most of his best. That's where I. That's where I got him. I got him. I mean, that's really all he played at in Houston. You know, he was he was a three technique. He was a defensive tackle. So, um, but yeah, I'm a big Ebiketti fan. I mean, I I would take him in the first round. I at 24, he's someone that we should be talking about more at 24. Even though I think they're going offense at 24. I think Ebiketti is one of the few defensive players that could be in the mix there um, out of Penn State. He's long. He's twitched up. Uh, big fan of Ebiketti. So he'd be at the top of that stack for me. Um, I like Enigbari from South Carolina, but he's just he's 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 not a quick twitch guy. He's big. He's physical. He's going to try to win with power, but just not a great athlete. And that that's not ideal for what you usually want at pass rusher. Um who are the other guys? Oh, Sam Williams. We kind of touched on with the baggage stuff. Uh, Dang, where did you have Pascal from Kentucky? Third round. I, I, I he's. I, I kind of question about his pass rush. Just you know how, how much uh, you know how disruptive he's going to be. But he's a really good run defender. I mean, he's you know sure. he's going to set the edge. He's going to be yeah. a quality pro for you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. I. Did you like him higher than the yeah, third? Yeah, no, no, you had him right. I, I okay. just, I mean, there were so many plays behind the line of scrimmage that this guy was making. I was kind yeah. of thinking, okay, if I wanted to get like, everybody talks about pass rush, but sometimes these teams run the ball 
And I kind of felt like that he was a guy a little bit like Golston from Iowa to me. Yeah, you know, there you go. Yeah, play the run really well. Maybe not be the best pass rusher. Oh, uh, and Benito. Uh, so th- he's a good guy to talk about because I he is so quick off the ball, uh-huh. uh, and he's got that burst. Uh, he can get to the quarterback, but. He it's it's almost like the kid last year coming out of Duke, uh, who was you know kind of a designated pass rusher. I think went in the fourth round of the Chargers. Um, but it, where do you draft a guy like that who you 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 have strong concerns with him against the run and you know how you're going to use him on the edge? But if you're just asking him to pin his ears back and, and get after the quarterback, he can certainly do that. So Nick Benito is a tough one in terms of where where do you feel comfortable drafting him, and then what, what's his full-time role going to be for your defense. Dan, can I ask you one more question too? Yeah. Dominic Robinson from Miami, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything? I mean, as, as, did you like him at all? For Yeah, I, I, I've got him, I think, right ahead of Pascal. Um, I, okay. and, and he's fascinating because he literally has zero starts to his name. He's a wide receiver. Roster. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's from my neck of the woods here, uh, in Northeast okay. Ohio. Went to, went, went to Canton McKinley. Um, where, you know, the McDaniels family, that's where they went to school um, mm-hmm. uh, close by here. And, yeah, goes to Miami of Ohio as a quarterback. They moved in the receiver and had, you know, just very moderate production there. They moved in the pass rusher the last two years. Yeah. And he was a sub-package guy, came off the bench, yeah. you know, wasn't even a starter. But when he was on the field, I mean, he made plays. I mean, he, he, he sure was, did. Yeah. He, he's guy, he's a big athlete. He, he looks like a pass rusher. He doesn't look like a receiver who's trying to make that transition. Well, he's 6'5, 253. Yeah. He, he looks like a pass yeah. rusher. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think he's in that third round mix as well. I have him one spot ahead of, of Pascal. Mark is looking for a day two offensive tackle that can play guard and then move to tackle in year two or three. I mean, ideally, that's Tyler Smith. You know, if yeah, yeah. True. if you yeah. if you get him in the second round, I think that's that's right where he should go. You kick him inside the guard, where he doesn't have to cover as much ground, and you feel like that's going to mitigate some of the issues, and then he's ready to go to tackle. It's just I don't. He's a tough one to figure out where he's going to go. Guys like that, they usually get pushed up. I mean, we've seen Austin Jackson when he was coming out of USC two years ago. He went top twenty. Uh, Isaiah Wilson, the kid out of Georgia who flamed out really quickly. I mean, he was a first-round pick. So we see these tackles. If you've got talent, you've got upside and ability, these offensive linemen don't usually don't last very long. So Tyler Smith, there's a good chance he goes top 40 uh, when I, I think you you would love to get him a little bit later, uh, like it, 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 with the Cowboys pick in the second round. I just I don't know if it's realistic. 007 Daniel Craig is here. Just wanted to say that he loves the show and drop Ooh. in a super chat. And the final one, unless somebody's trying to sneak one in on me, what spot would you have to trade down to to get an extra second round pick? And if you had an extra second position or player, who would you want to target? How early in the two? Uh, if you go to... If you go to the very end of one, well. You probably don't want to trade out of the first round. Because that loses your fifth-year option right there. Yeah, so if I go down to 31 or 32, can I get a pick at the end of the second with it? 
Does that work? Math you're not right? going to get it. You're not going to get a two for that that fall. No. And then I'll hang up on him and call him stupid head. Uh, maybe if it's for a quarterback, you never know. Somebody, somebody coming for the from the middle of the second round might do it. You know that might get it if they have two. If they have two picks, but it's going to have to be somebody coming from the middle of the second round. Yeah, do that doesn't that. sound fun. Like if no. I just had an extra second round pick that I don't know how I got it, then yeah. in the Cowboys' case, you could talk about getting an offensive lineman. Wide receiver. See, that's what I was trying to do with Amari Cooper. I was trying to trade Amari Cooper to Jacksonville or one of those places where you could go up. You know, you go from your pick in the second round at, at, what is it, 52, and go up to 30, whatever, 31, 32, whatever is up there. And then that that way you you, you use it to get a player earlier than where you were picking. I'd love to find a way to sneak in an extra Travis Jones pick for my team. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There That's you a go. Good player right there. I, they should double up at UConn. Take Travis Jones early, and then in the in the sixth round draft Ryan Vandermark, the tackle, as your developmental swing guy. Mm-hmm. Done. Oh, Alex snuck one in on us. Could you see Dallas trading up to the top of the second round like they did with Tank Lawrence in 2014 for a wide receiver like Sky Moore? It's a great question because absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. If you get me, if you tell me that you get into the 40s. And then on the TV, it goes, oh, Dallas is trading up. And they gave away two-fifths and the next year's fourth and their second-rounder, and they're taking George Pickens or Sky Moore. Let's go. Yeah. Before we get out of here, guys, I talked to some people down in Jacksonville, and I don't know if this does anything for anybody, but uh, if you want to go get Chase on the defensive end, they're, 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 listening, to, they're listening down there. So. Hey. You guys remember when you wished that they picked him? Not you two. Yeah. You people. Right. You guys remember yeah. when you wanted to draft him? Yeah. Huh? But huh? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If, well, they probably know, did. If, if, they, you they, they, a vet, if you want to go get a veteran defensive end that you kind of liked, they're they're open for listening. I talked to them about that. So keep that's that in interesting. Mind. If CD Lamb's not on the board, they probably take Chase on, right? Him or probably. maybe uh, maybe, maybe Diggs. Trayvon Diggs. Yeah. 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 Which it worked out okay then. Yeah. yeah, it's nice to pick a guy 30 spots later that you might have picked. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, Dane Brugler from The Athletic. Brian brought us from 105.3 The Fan. I'm Ricky Bobby, basically. I just have the word me written on the hood of a car that I drive around. So say bye, guys. Bye, guys. Right. Remember, you have no idea what anybody's going through. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.